Despite rising COVID case numbers, hospitalizations and reinfections, the government has no plans to launch an annual COVID vaccination booster for the majority of people. But the minister in charge has revealed it's eyeing up a multi-variant vaccination that could be made available to our most vulnerable next year if needed. Dr Aisha Verrill says the government's still getting expert advice on whether a wider ongoing COVID immunisation programme is needed. I think it's important to be clear that we don't have evidence of waning immunity. Studies are showing that people are having fewer antibodies. But if you're a healthy adult who has had your three doses, you still have evidence of good protection against severe disease that will keep you out of hospital. I think that's really important. That's why the boosters are being targeted at people who need them at the higher risk group. Minister, to be clear, will we have an annual vaccination programme for COVID for the bulk of the population? Look, I think that is uncertain. And at the moment, what experts are saying is it's more likely to be re-offers of boosters to people at high risk. But of course, we continue to watch whether there is waning, uh, true waning immunity as opposed to just decreasing antibodies in people who are at lower risk as well. We haven't seen a sign of that. People who've had three doses and a healthy younger adult uh, are protected very well by that regime. But what about internationally, right? So I'm just curious, when do you consider someone to no longer be fully vaccinated? Because in a number of countries, they say after nine months from your last vaccination, they consider your your vaccination status to have expired. So when do you consider no, someone to be no longer fully vaccinated? So we uh, have the guidelines on the first and second booster, and if you're eligible for those and you've and you've had them, then you're, you're, you are fully uh, fully vaccinated. But we are keeping this issue under under review, Lisa. I think just we're, we're very conscious that there are risks with vaccination as well as benefits, and we do need to make sure that we balance those those risks. And that is what our experts are considering at the moment. Meanwhile, we continue to do all of the planning we need to do to make sure that we have have. Um, have an ongoing vaccination program, including making arrangements for the purchase of bivalent uh, 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 vaccines for Omicron-specific strains. So what plans have you got for the purchase of combination vaccines? For example, like Australia has approved the use of a two-strain vaccine. So we're not uh, waiting. We have a MedSafe uh, reviewing some of the evidence for bivalent vaccines already and uh, getting expert advice on what regime we should uh, should use uh, um, if we should use it. And then we're, we also have all the arrangements for operational deployment of the vaccine early in next year uh, underway with Tufatu Water and Farmac. But from what you're saying, not everyone would get that. You would just offer that, what, as a booster to those people who are considered vulnerable? Yeah, Lisa, I don't want to get ahead of the advice that I've been given. Obviously, our experts are considering who should receive it, and they consider whether it should be for risk groups or for the whole population. But what I've heard to date is suggesting that that will be targeted at risk groups. Have you actually given up on encouraging people to get boosted? Because a quarter of the people eligible for their third vaccination haven't bothered, and about 60% of those eligible for the fourth haven't had it either. No, we, we haven't, but we have had to change our, our tactics for that. Do, do remember that not everyone eligible can get it because if they've recently had COVID, they're contraindicated to having the vaccine for another another three months. However, we continue to make sure we make direct approaches to people we know are eligible through our data sets. 
that might be through uh, text messages or it could be through telehealth services and iwi providers reaching out to them directly. Uh, we do still offer uh, do some advertising, but of course we, we know that uh, we've done a, a lot of that and I think everyone, everyone's seen those ads so have had to taper back how much we're spending there. I just want to be clear on this next point, Minister. If you were not going to offer an annual across-the-board COVID vaccination, are you telling people who had their booster and the only booster they're eligible to have maybe a year ago that they're sweet, nothing to worry about? No, no, I haven't said that. And that's precisely what we're getting advice on at the moment. And, And we need the officials and experts to go through that process of giving us that advice. But we haven't have been advised that healthy people will need an annual booster at this stage. We're making arrangements to make sure that we've got the operational plans and purchasing arrangements there should uh, we make a decision to use one of these bivalent vaccines. Just to be clear, there is no evidence that people who have who are distant from their um, course of three doses and are healthy have waning protection against severe disease. They do have reducing antibodies, but that shouldn't be confused with waning immunity that protects you from severe disease. We're getting a large number of reinfections, though, aren't we? Second-time infections, and I think your own ministry advice says that potentially um, actually those infection rates could be twice as high given underreporting and the definition being changed. Yeah, so a really important point about the vaccination programme is it is not designed to prevent infection. It is intended to prevent severe disease, hospitalisations and, and deaths. And so uh, it is not um, the advice. The advice that I receive is very clear that uh, we shouldn't be uh, targeting vaccines, how we schedule them, what we purchase, according to trying to block infection because it won't succeed. From a political point of view, does this government just want to stop talking about COVID, want to forget about it now? I'm here talking to you about it now, Lisa. Of course not. And that was COVID Response Minister Dr Aisha Verrill. And apologies for the slightly patchy phone at times. It's difficult to get a strong connection to the beehive.